Welcome to The Real Deal, the podcast where we have honest conversations about leadership, mindset, and real estate with first gens. I'm your host, Wendy Acosta, and I'm a first gen myself. In this podcast, I'll share with you my journey, my challenges, my successes, and my failures. I'll also interview other first gens who are making an impact in the leadership and real estate industry and beyond. Whether you're a first gen or not, you'll find valuable insights, tips, and inspiration in this podcast. So sit back and enjoy the real deal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I am so thrilled today because I get to interview my first male guest speaker. And today I have the honor to introduce Francisco Santos. Francisco is a business leader of 200 plus individual contributors within the telecommunication environment and managing partner of the Chosen Ones Holding and Investments. Through his career leading by example and a mindset of inspiring those around him to be their best is his daily goal. He believes that honesty, transparency, and ethical behavior are the foundation of any successful business. I am so excited to have him on the show and to learn more from his insights and his experiences. Please join me in welcoming this amazing leader and my new business partner, Francisco Santos. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Wendy. And it's great to have to be on your podcast and be the first guy. Um, I know. Gentleman or man to be on it. So I know you were <laughs> focusing on the female environment and I, I applaud that a hundred percent because females um do get the low end of the bar at times. And I think, you know, shining their light is mm -hmm. something that um I definitely applaud you for and you know, back yeah. you up and wanna definitely wanna make sure you continue to push that forward, that agenda forward to make sure that everyone, every female knows their light and their power. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Just going to open it up to you, Francisco. Please tell us a little bit of your background, your journey. Tell us about your company and really what your mission is. It's it's funny that you bring that up. It's, and, you know, from the day we met, it's been, you know, we've been sculpting um, our picture together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you've been seeing me chip away at some of my, you know, weaknesses and you know, bring it out a little bit more. And I've gotten to know you more and stuff like that. You, Lewis, and the family. Mm -hmm. And that's that's something when you really build a, the forefront and really build um, a great environment of friendship and family. Yeah. yeah. So that's what the Chosen One Holding Investments is about. It's about building a family, about building trust, being ethical, being straightforward. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I was always taught and and shown in my life is the fact that the only thing that you have is you, mm -hmm. right? It's who you bring to the table, who you bring in front of everybody, because it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. Someone's always going to think something, but if you're always the exact same person that they always see, yeah, then that picture becomes brighter and brighter and brighter. I remember, you know, my executive vice president, he told me one time he came to our shop and he says, Hey, just to give you a heads up, he says, the first thing I do and I take pictures every day I come in, mm -hmm. right? I don't come straight in. I sit in the parking lot. I take pictures, mental pictures. And I start looking and I'm like, is this person, this person, does this person do the exact same thing every day? 
or is he just having a bad day? But that gives him the aspect to understand the individual before he really gets to know the individual, right? He said, you know, once you start taking those mental pictures of individuals every single day, it gives you that aspect of who they are. Mm -hmm. And they can change it. That's Their right. words can change it, right? Yeah, actions speak louder than words. And that's that's one thing that was embedded in me when I was since I was a child. Show up, be present, mm -hmm. you know, give your all when you can give your all. So that's one thing that we definitely want to instill within the chosen ones holding investments and also our partnership and the first legacy capital partners. We yeah. definitely um bound to the exact same thing. We that's the reason why we mesh. Yeah. Um and pushing us forward into that avenue. That's right. What does Having a legacy mindset mean to you, Francisco? Wow, that's a loaded one. <laughs> <laughs> Not an easy one. It's one that you really have to process. You do. Um, a legacy mindset is it, just, you know, your mindset is has to be totally different than anything else you've ever done in your life. Yeah. It's no longer about you. It's not even about your family anymore, right? If we look at all the great people in the world who've done many things, They've created a legacy beyond their family, beyond them, right? They they became a pillar of life that that can be knocked down. So building that legacy mindset is typically going to that level that you think you can't push yourself anymore, and and pushing yourself beyond that that um that forefront, saying you know what, not just about me, it's about me, my family, my friends, their family, people I don't know, people I'm going to come into contact um with in the future. Right. Um, when you can make change in their lives, your legacy doesn't doesn't ever die because it continues right. to their family. Mm -hmm. How does that's absolutely right. I think a lot of us are the first ones to um, be the first generational wealth builders in our families. How does that feel for you to be the first one? That's that's a heavy, heavy lift. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you feel, and this is me myself, sometimes, you know, when someone has a, a traumatic situation in their life, they feel survivor's remorse. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't know how to handle it because why me over them? And I think as being the first one to take the first step, you have your naysayers, right? You have people that haven't even attempted it, but want to hold you back. And, you know, they're doing it for the, you know, not for, they don't want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to see you fail. They're afraid for themselves. That's right. So they pull you back a little bit. But mm -hmm. if we can get through that and you can leave, sometimes I always go by the saying, just because they came with you doesn't mean they go with you. Yeah, that is so true. I think a lot of our family members impose their own fears on us, on our dreams, on our vision. And what I've come to realize is, you just have to be grateful sometimes. Like it is a lot to put that load on yourself as the first one, but also maybe tweaking your thought and your mindset into why not me? Like I can do this. I just be grateful that it is you, that this seed was planted in your heart for you to own it, for you to nourish it. So yeah. You're absolutely right. I think it is a lot, but also such such a privilege that it is us. Mm -hmm. What boundaries do you like have in place to be able to protect that mindset of growth and continuing to reach your goals? You're, you're always going to have those challenges. You're always going to have those people that you feel 
you feel they should support you. Mm-hmm. They should be there for you. Yeah. And it does let you down. And sometimes you get into into that that pullback stage, right? Am I doing the right thing? Am I? But having great individuals as yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Louis, um, Eric, Jahira, Vanessa, Gonzalo, I can go on and on and on with all the individuals that I that God has brought around me, mm-hmm. right? They give me that protection, right? Right. And you know, and when you start seeing that, it's just not within this group. It's also, you know, the challenges you have not within your family, but also other avenues, other people that challenge you to be better. Sometimes you don't take that challenge. You succumb to it. Mm-hmm. I had many people come up to me and challenge me that in the past I would have backed down. I would have pulled myself back. But um, ever since I started, you know, with MFM and learning the mindset and saying, you know what, things are greater. And before then, when I started really listening to books and really pushing myself forward, I'm like, I'm now I'm thinking is if you are not at my level, you really can't tell me mm-hmm. I can't do it. Right. Yep. You can't you can't make me succumb back that ladder wrong. Right. Unless I want to. And I always bring up this analogy, even with my technicians, when I when I, when I manage them at the period of time is life is a video game. Right. It makes it very simple is the fact that. Back in the day when I was growing up, we had Nintendo NES, we had Atari, we had Coleco's, Sega Genesis, and all that stuff. Now you got the Xbox, the PlayStation 5s, mm-hmm. and everything without the reset button. So in order for you to get past a certain level, you had to master that level. And I think that's the exact same thing in life. We have to master the level we're at. Right? Yeah. Doesn't mean you fail. It just means you have to start over from the point that you failed at and understand where you failed and make it better. And when you go to the next level, right? You just take what you learn and you apply it to the next level. And don't think that the level before you is not going to come back up again. The challenges you had on the first level is not going to come up again. It's just so that God can see that you're understanding the challenges that you're going to see in every single level as you go up. They're all going to repeat themselves. And as long as you can overcome them and and control your emotions, mm-hmm. right? That's the number one thing that we have is controlling our emotions. Yeah. Once, once you can control that, you become, you know, the most powerful being in the world because no one can change you unless you change yourself. Yeah. I think it's a lot of what we read and a lot of these great uh, books around mindset and leadership about the circumstances around what we have going on in our lives. Those are things that we cannot control. When you really ground yourself in yourself and how you deal with things and how you're thinking about certain circumstances that come up in life, it really just comes down to your point of view, your thoughts and your emotions and knowing that that is the only thing that you can control and moving from there on out, which took a lot of inner work from my own experience because I never even thought that there were like two completely different worlds, but it really does come down to you being fully intentional with the way that you see your life and moving on past any other circumstances that you cannot control. So, Fair. Yeah. so and <laughs> once you get past that challenge, whatever comes forward, it, it's just a new challenge that you have to overcome. Yeah. So that's where the legacy mindset comes into play is like, can you get past those challenges? Mm-hmm. Can you set up that legacy? You know, one thing is, is that 
as for that, you know, I teach my kids. I do my best to teach my kids um, what I yeah. didn't know. Not give them what I didn't have. Right. Give them what I didn't know. Exactly. Knowledge. Knowledge is power. And I think if we can pass that down to our children, everything that we are learning right now is something that we're navigating for the first time. But if we can pass that down into other generations and equip them to be prepared for life, they're going to be way ahead of the game and way ahead of everyone else. And really, I think that's what we want for our children. And I hear you talk so much about what you teach your children and embracing the mindset of you're able to do anything you set your mind into. You want to elaborate a little bit more of your passion to be able to educate and really teach your children the path in this life, especially around investing and, you know, having assets versus liabilities. I know that there's a whole episode we can do on that, but do you want to elaborate how you teach your children and really just engrave that into them? Yeah, it's got on knowing your audience, right? Mm -hmm. And being a leader for how long I've been, it's helped me know my audience. Um, And one thing that I've been able to do is just take what I've learned in the in the corporate world and bring it over to my family life and yeah. say, okay, what did I like here that I could do here? And it's not about delegating or managing and stuff like that. It's about how can I get them to understand that life is bigger than what they're looking at, right? Because yeah. everyone has that tunnel vision of where they want to be, where they want to go. But once you start opening it up and you start teaching them different things, and I think the biggest vast um, experience, and I can speak for my son the most because he was in my life, you know, I raised him 100%. My daughter was always with her mom. But my son, when I took him overseas for the first time when he was 10 years old, I seen his eyes open up, right? He saw a different experience. He saw family members living, enjoying life and everything like that, even though they didn't have what we had. They had the passion of life. They had the passion of giving. And I think just kind of seeing that and being able to live the, the world of a child and being able to walk around the neighborhood without any fear of anything, reprisals or anything going on, I think that opened them up to say, you know what, this is what I like. This is what I want. But it also gave me the opportunity to coach and, and teach him, right? It's I remember a couple of times that I've, I've spoken to him about the financial stuff and really building Mm-hmm. in the financial world and he was a senior and he's doing now they have financial stuff at high school and he's already completing all his work in the financial stuff mm-hmm. and his teachers are looking at him like how do you know this it's, the students are looking at him his friends are looking at him like how do you know this my father taught me right yeah. so just imagine him being able to help his friends and show his friends what he knows mm-hmm. a little bit what i know his legacy is changing yeah. right so it's he's affecting other people and we have to understand that that our children affect other people mm-hmm. no matter how small they are they affect other people and i see it in my grandkids right when they come around they give people hugs they they smile they they you see someone can be in a bad state and they change because of that so we have to understand it's just not us changing the world our children are changing the world right uh-huh. but we don't give them credit for that you know yeah. even 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 scenarios of, you know, my son came up to me and said, hey, dad, I want to buy this car, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't speak him away from it. I said, okay, explain to me how you're going to pay for the car. Explain to me how you're going to upkeep the car. Explain to me how you're going to do all this. So I gave him work to go do to figure it out, right? But I 
I also knew in my mind that's a liability because I fell into that trap at my young age, which he where he's at right now. So sometimes our parents, as parents, we tell our kids what to do. Maybe we need to let them find their own way and, and guide them into what they need to do, right? Because ever since then, he I went to him. I said, "Hey, what's your dream car?" He, he told me it was a Porsche. I forgot what it was. Nine something. It was like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car start, and that was just base price. <laughs> But after that, he and I said, "How are we going to get this for you? Mm-hmm. How are we planning? How are we going to plan to get this for you? Yeah, make a plan. What assets? What what assets are you going to buy to get this for you? So that way, you don't have to settle on something, right? We were me being a you know as you are as well. First time, you know, parents were immigrants. Our parents did very well, right? They knew exactly what to do to at, at what they knew the best, mm-hmm. right? Work, provide." And give us the best opportunity. Yeah. And that's exactly what, you know, my mom, you know, she made sure I got into one of the first schools, magnet schools, when they opened. Yeah. She, her friends told her about it. So her friends changed our legacy, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know that. They don't know the impact that they had just speaking to my mom to get us into that school. Wow. And that school changed the legacy of the family because now it inputted me into being that person to change the legacy even further, to be the first one to start building wealth, the one to, to put that idea out. And that's where everyone doesn't know. It's like everyone has a, a chain effect yeah, no. in one's life. Positive or negative, you have a chain effect. Yeah, that is so true. And I think in our communities with the resources that we had, we were able to like have that community behind us where someone was always whether it was this like you said a good impact or a bad influence it was all around us and I am so glad that that is your story and that's amazing because wow like that one individual who provided that resource to your mom and then gave that to you and now you're sharing it with your children your children are spreading it it's almost like walking into a room where you are the one with a different point of view different mindset and you're going to influence the other people that are in that room just by simply being there just by having conversations and that's what the world's all about and I think leadership is influence that's what it is thank you for sharing that Francisco Um, my pleasure is you know and the funny thing is it just came upon me just now as I'm talking it's like that wasn't something that I was planning on talking yeah it's a chain reaction correct it is right you can be you know you can be for positive or you could be for negative right right. you're always you're always going to have people that's going to try to destroy something because Mm -hmm. they don't like the way it feel right Mm -hmm. yeah I'm a big advocate and I and I know you know this I'm a big advocate of nature yeah (laughs) big advocate of nature I'm a fisherman I just learned how to fish and the funny thing is I learned how to fish because of stress from work because I was putting so much time to me yeah. To become the best that I could be, right? Right, right. But, but once I started, you know, fishing, my uncle took me out first time fishing. And he took me out on the boat with my cousins and everything like that. And I caught a bluefish. And I was wow. hooked after that. Right? <laughs> um, once I caught that, I felt the adrenaline. It was different. Yeah. But fishing from a boat and fishing from shore is two t- total of things. Different because they have their fish finder. They can bring you where the fish are. But you still have to catch the fish, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> fishing from shore, you you're fishing blind. You're practically saying, "Okay, what is my game plan 
to attract fish to me and also to catch them. Yeah. Right. Well, it's funny because the guys, older guys on the pair, they were teaching me mm -hmm. exactly what they did and how to fish. I took it to the next level. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's my overachiever in me. Right. I always want to take it to the next level. You know, it doesn't matter what it costs me. I just want to show other people that it can be done. So I would bring out special stuff. I would bring out um, a pod, you know, to put out, um, you know, to, to bait the waters for the fish to come in. Yeah. Right. Because I have my son with him, with me too. He was about seven years old, five, you know, six, seven years old, and he couldn't cast the line. So he would have to drop it. Right. Mm. So just to make it fun for him and have him, you know, little kids, if they're not doing anything fun, they don't want to do it. They you know, don't want to be like, do I have to go home now? Right. But right. it's a humbling experience when you are, ch when you and nature are challenging each other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It is. You're so right. And nature wants, nature wants you to meet it at the, at the point. So I got to the point, I started learning about fishing. I started learning about different little tricks. I started learning about the fish and what they do and what they like. So I really went deep and did my- You do, <laughs> which makes total sense now <laughs> as to how you see things. That is so crazy. Yeah. You, started, you try to actually see it from the fish perspectives <laughs> and put, put yourself into, well, where are the fish going to go? Where do they, you know, what are they going to follow? Where do I need to position myself? That's so funny. Makes total sense. It, yeah, and it's funny because I ended up buying a fish tank just so I could see how they operate. Yeah, they communicate. That's just the way your brain and, works uh, on a different right. level. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it was a It was funny because once I got to that point, I started teaching other people how to mm -hmm. fish, how to do mm -hmm. different things. But it one thing that that rang true one day is the fact that when you're in the right spot. Everything goes so well for you. And that's that's about building that legacy because yeah. as I'm standing there one day fishing, I have two individuals right side by side with me, right? One on my left, one on my right. They're not catching. Mm -hmm. I'm casting and I'm pulling in. <laughs> I'm, throwing, I'm throwing a fish back. Every cast that I had out there, I was catching. And they're like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Right? I bet they were going nuts. <laughs> They were. They were trying to figure it out like a hundred percent. Like, what am I doing wrong? And they, they, those guys have fished before me. They, you know, they're the ones that taught me. Yeah. <laughs> so when when you prepare for something, right, and you continue to elevate your 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 status and and learning it and and, and doing it, right? It's not just mm -hmm. about learning. It, it's about doing it as well. You become proficient. Yeah. But speaking to you, it does. As I'm talking about it, it brings back why I, I do what I do. Because if I was to look at how I am today, I wouldn't remember what I was yesterday. I would come home mad that I didn't catch anything. Right. It, and they, they call it being skunked, right? <laughs> Nature one, you know. Right. So as you, as you progress forward, you start understanding, you know, if you follow nature, you'll see, like, right now we're, in, we're going into the, the wintertime, right? Everything is... <laughs> is going away. Most people think that everything is dying. To me, I think what nature is doing is resetting itself for another rebirth. That's right. Right? So what are we doing to reset ourselves up for another rebirth? Yes. And follow the seasonal changes 
Exactly what you just said. And I think a lot of people work that way too, where they follow the seasons, you know, the spring, the summer, and then like the winter where everything's going to reset the same way into their businesses. So I've heard that before. And it's funny you're talking about it because I have heard of this um, being worked through, you know, the way people run their businesses. Like it's just going to reset right now. You know, it's not dying. It's not the end of the year. It's just we got we to gotta find the time to reset. The beauty of actually being in tune with our environment, with nature. And I love that you, you know, what you said about your, your, your adventures in fishing, because it's actually like a great way to like de-stress and like detach from everything. And just like, again, realign yourself with nature. You know, we are, we were created to be out. We weren't created to be sitting in front of like a computer or, you know, working and hustling. I mean, there's a level that needs to happen obviously for our businesses to continue to grow, but also how peaceful is it just to be outside and get some fresh air simply by like going for a walk or even fishing. That is so much fun. We used to go fishing back when I was in California growing up, I remember, and it was so much fun. So I could really relate to everything you were saying right now, because I remember you brought me back to those memories and those are really sweet memories. And it's something that we can always hold and maybe even share those with our children and take them fishing, take them out like on wild adventures now, you know, and, and have them enjoy something that is going to have, I, they're going to remember forever. So. It's, it's that old saying, right? You teach a man to fish, he'll eat forever. He'll eat forever. Right. That's right. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, just to, just to touch base on, on that as well, you know, I'm a gardener. I love to bring stuff to life. Right. Yes. That's how life, that's, that's what, um, that's what life is. That's what yeah. we're supposed to do. Right. That is. And what we're doing in our business, we're doing the exact same thing. We're bringing life to the legacy. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. That's our, that's our plant. That's our growth. That's our, our little infant. Yeah. You know? right. And I, and I know for any parent out there, there's no way you allow anything to happen, right. To your, your legacy or your, what you plan on doing, no one to come in to disrupt that. You will protect that with all your heart. Definitely. Yes. You know, and that's, and that's exactly why I, I stand true because my mom did that. Yeah. My, my dad did that. They made sure that as long as they had breath in their lungs, there was no way anyone was stopping their children. That's right. Right. Actually moms, I think that's just the way that we are naturally made to be protectors. And we bring this, as a skill now into business, we want to protect what we have, what we have growing and what we're nourishing right now, that no one's going to be able to take that. We work, we will work very hard to make sure that does not happen. Yeah. And that's the reason why I, in the beginning, I applaud the females, right? If it wasn't for a female, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> You know, granted, my father had a little bit to do with it, but she's she's the one that put the energy, the effort, you know, and, and made sure that I was taken care of way before when I was that little peanut. <laughs> you know, yes. But I always say is, you know, every individual in this world, right? Mm -hmm. And I and I say this, to, I always say this from the bottom of my heart to the top of my head, right? That we all won the most important race of our life. Mm -hmm. You've already started as a winner, right? The day you, you know, the day you, your, God gave you that breath, 
right within your mom's womb, mm-hmm. you you won the race. That's it. Right? You started as a winner. So there's no way that anyone in this world should think that they're less of that. Very true. That is a beautiful message. Which is where I am going to ask you, what is next for you, Francisco? What does five years from now look like for Francisco Santos? Five years from now, I'm I'm more of an advocate for others. Um, I don't I always believe if you help others, you'll be blessed beyond all measures. You give more to someone else, you know, you'll get more. And that's been my whole life. Yes. <laughs> One thing that really attracted me to you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just had to say if something that really attracted me to your persona, to to you, Francisco, just as a person. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just don't, I know we all have goals, right? And we have to set goals. But I just know my goals that I have for myself. If I do what I'm supposed to do and give to others, those goals would never be met. Mm-hmm. There will be beyond that. So I could say I, I look at my, you know, the company being um, in the next five years of, you know, having $200 million of assets under management, mm-hmm. um, you know, having a good life, helping out other people. But for all I know is by me helping out other people and giving myself to others, God may turn around and say, you know what, that's paltry. This is what I had for you, right? So yes, I do have goals um, for the next five years, but I'd still see myself continuing and giving more. And it, it does bother when you do give and other people do take, right? But I, I look at it as that was just my way of paying them to get away from me. <laughs> Right. They always say is like um, one, one saying is like when you give somebody a loan or give somebody money, don't expect it back. Just know that you paid them to get away from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. if you if you go and you start challenging yourself to get that back or get that information back or try to get something back from the person you gave to, you're never going to get it back. Mm-hmm. Just know that you have to continue for. But in the five years target range, you know, we definitely want to look at having at least $200 million, um, million dollars of assets on the management. Yeah, right no out. So that's, that's a goal. But my biggest goal is to enjoy my grandkids, enjoy my kids in the next five years that I could sit back and say, hey, I'm with you guys mm-hmm. 80% of the time because another 20%, I got to take care of stuff, right? Give them not the life that I didn't have, but give them the encouragement to build the life that I didn't have. That's right. Yeah. And to be able to have that time with them, with your family, with your grandchildren and your children so that they can remember more of those precious moments with you. That's what it's all about. That really has become my why is not more so like building wealth. Obviously, it's we all want to make good money, right? But at the end of the day, we want to spend more time with our children because they're not really going to remember what we buy them or what trips we go on. It's more, it's going to be what moments we were laughing, you know, when, you know, the, the moments that they're going to cherish, remembering that we were there present for them. They could care less about everything else. As far as my childhood goes, I, those are the things that you remember. You, you don't remember the stuff that you got that people would buy you remember how they made you feel so that's the greatest gift we can give it's our time 100%. <laughs> no and you're right because you know 
and you and I spoke and I, and I read you a, a text that I sent my son and, mm-hmm. you know, we spoke before. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. one of those things that sometimes as parents, we, we look at that we do the most for our children. Yeah. But we, we, we are available a lot. One thing I stopped doing, I stopped questioning that because I can't answer it. Only person I can answer is my kids. Yeah. So I started asking them or sending them texts, letting them know, hey, this is how I feel. I'm sorry. I think that was my biggest breaking point, breakthrough point. It, it broke me, but it also broke me through because it gave me that insight of saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what I think. It matters what they think and how they felt. And just knowing him and, you know, him saying, hey, dad, you were always there for me when I needed you. Yes. Right? Because he's, in his eyes, he was measuring his stick mm-hmm. to his friends while I was measuring this my stick to me. Of course. Right? <laughs> so by him having that experience that he sees with his friends, he was just say, nah, you've always been there compared to my friends. So he had a, a comparison. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> right? So... Granted, he may feel like he may have not gotten everything or he may feel like he got whatever he needed for the time being. But we have to understand as individuals that our thoughts of our children are totally different of their thoughts of us. And you have to ask them first. That is so true. (laughs) That is very true. Well, Francisco, I want to thank you for being here and for sharing all these great insights and really just sharing a little bit more about you and who you are. I definitely look up to you a lot and I'm, I'm so happy and honored to be able to call you my business partner now officially. So now it's, <laughs> it's only going to be up from here and there's only going to be growth from here on out. And I'm just so excited to see you grow as a leader, just as an individual in your family and your business. Because again, you are such a big influence to us, to the team. You really have been just that rock for us. So I want to thank you for just being amazing. And I just, I just learned so much from today, from our conversation. Um, And I'm sure our listeners did as well. I'm sure they were able to learn so much from just being in that mindset of building a legacy and also a little bit more about you as a human being. So thank you for your time and your generosity. And I hope to have you back on multiple times on the show as we continue to grow through this journey. Definitely. I appreciate you having me on and it's been a pleasure and to let you guys know you guys are my inspiration as well, right? Your your challenges, your you know, what you guys go through. Yeah. Don't think that you guys don't impact me as well. And I'm I'm very grateful to knowing you guys and being part of the group that we're in. And, you know, and I continue to, you know, look forward to building and growing and, you know, yes. I'll, I'll be happy to come back on at any time and, any- and discuss what we're doing. Absolutely. More to come for sure. Thank you for listening to The Real Deal Podcast with me, Wendy Acosta. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something valuable that you can apply to your own life and business. If you like this podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite platform. It really helps me reach more people and share my message. You can also follow me on social media and visit my website for more resources and tips. 
on how to become a successful real estate leader. Until next time, remember you are the real deal and you have what it takes to achieve your goals. Stay positive, stay focused, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Wendy Acosta Real Deal Podcast. Bye for now.